Hey, welcome to the Million Dollar Body Podcast. This episode is a special one that I did with my friend John Clark, who is running a 30-day sugar-free January challenge. So we went live in his group to talk about all the aspects of fasting, energy, cravings that could sideline you during a challenge like this, or just when you're getting started with your fitness goals in the new year. We talked about some of the benefits to doing a 24 hour fast, what that's going to do for you. So I hope that at the end of this, you see that this is a technique that you can use to create powerful transformation in your own life, both physically and mentally. Boom. We're live streaming on Facebook. It's my favorite. Awesome. Just want to make sure that we're up here because I see a progress bar going. I think when that pops up on Zoom, like I think we are live. Um, seems yeah. like for me, what it, like what happens is it'll be like a twenty second lag. So whatever we're saying right now will be pop up a little bit later. So it's awesome. a great way to say really embarrassing things when you're on camera or like to get caught when you're like I'm just trying to get in the where you think right you're now. off camera. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Love it. Okay, so um, yeah, we are now live in the sugar free January Facebook group. Um, for those of you guys that have not met Nate or haven't really clicked on his uh, profile since I've been talking about him, he um, has been my personal trainer in the past. He is very smart when it comes to um, different ways that different nutrition affects our body. He's great on science as far as that goes. He is also hosting his own five-day sugar detox, which I shared the file in here, which he was so graciously um, gave us to uh, go through. So we're now on day four for most people. If you started on Monday versus, you know, Saturday, I guess, technically January 1st, which is the uh, day of fasting, which I am currently doing. So I'm now a lot of hours into the fast. I think 24 hours will be here in about five hours. So what is that? 19 hours into the fast. Um, feeling pretty good. Been drinking lots of water since we uh, started. Thinking about food still because I know food is definitely one of my favorite things that I go to. But um, happy to have you here, Nate. I think, like I said, I would love to get started and just talking about the benefits of fasting, kind of how your body changes through it. Um, maybe talk about sugar, kind of just take it away from there and let us know some of the notes you've been giving your group uh, for the five day sugar detox. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, I'm so pumped that you're doing this, though, getting into that that day four fast, I think is is incredible. And there's a lot of reasons. I know we've heard about intermittent fasting, right? That 16 and eight is kind of like the popular one people talk about. Um, but I think the 24 hour fast is great. And I think it's honestly more beneficial than the 16 hour fast. Um, from a scientific, from like a physiological standpoint, they say that a, a 24 hour fast is basically worth three and a half 16 hour fasts. So you get the benefit of like almost four days of doing that, which is, which is great. That's like from an autophagy standpoint. And autophagy is just a fancy word. That means your body is like cleansing itself. So there's, that's, that's a fun thing. Your body will actually naturally detox itself. You don't need to go buy like a waist trainer, you know, fit on Instagram. Cleanse, you just, yeah. yeah, you just do it yourself. It's great. Your body's super smart and it likes you a lot. So, but like I, what we were talking about kind of before we jumped on is that even though you're doing sugar-free January, you were still feeling a little bit of like those cravings uh, and you were like reaching for something salty, something a little bit more flavorful. And I think there's a couple things that can kind of play into that. And I don't know if anyone else in the group is experiencing that where you're like, oh, but I'm still having some sort of like, snacky kind of cravings, especially like right after a meal or in between meals. And I think that can be indicative of two things. Number one, it's like habit, right? Are we just kind of in the habit of reaching for something or of grabbing something? And this can be exacerbated by the gut bacteria that we have. So there's a, there's, we have like some good healthy gut bacteria. We have some non as healthy gut bacteria that is fed by sugar. And the craziest thing about that is that when you eat sugar, and sometimes even like you're eating like crackers or something that breaks down into sugar, like a really like a simple processed carbohydrate, we'll do that as well. It'll feed that gut bacteria. 
And as that gut bacteria grows, what it wants is more sugar. And it, it's insane. It has a direct line to your brain where it'll, it'll tell your brain, hey, we need some more sugar to keep feeding, keep feeding the beast. And your body will release a hormone called ghrelin, which is like the hunger hormone. So like, man, like, why am I just ate breakfast? Like, why am I hungry right now? Like, I just had lunch. Like, what's going on right now? And that's just your body working against you because you have not flipped the right switches or pulled the right levers in that way. So I love what you're doing right now with the 24 hour fast, because that's an amazing way to kind of just cut it off, just like go completely cold turkey. And it's going to do a couple of things from like, you got the autophagy thing is breaking down old cells, pulling them out. But you're also going to allow your stomach to kind of shrink back to its normal size. Most people, their stomachs are like 50 to 70% more expanded than they need to be just because we're used to eating big meals. And if our, if that's our norm, then our stomach is just going to kind of stay in that stretch position but giving ourselves an opportunity for the 24 or 40-hour fast to let that shrink back and just kind of restore factory settings in a way can be very beneficial for just like the amount of food you need to eat. You'll, you'll see like, a, you can see like an, even like a 20% decrease in like how much food you need to eat in order to stay hungry or stay full. Then on top of that, you also get the, like the effect of like, basically like just choke slamming your sugar out, like that, that gut bacteria that's feeding on that because it's just not feeding it for 24 hours. You're going hundred percent completely cold Turkey. So like all for all those things, I think is fantastic. But then, like you said, you're still thinking about food, right? So there's this mental aspect and mindfulness aspect of a fast where it puts you in a position where you can be like, wow, I'm thinking about food all day long. Well, I can't believe when I walk past the pantry, my natural inclination is to open it. I like, I'm looking in the fridge, even though I know I'm not eating. And you start seeing these patterns and these habits emerge that you wouldn't even have noticed had you not brought the awareness, that spotlight to this, this aspect of yourself. So I think from a mindset piece, as well as like a, like a patting yourself on the back, doing something esteemable by being like, I'm going 24 hours without food and then executing and doing it incredible just across the board. That's just, there's not much you can do better for your health than a 24 to 48 hour fast. Yeah. And I, I've definitely gone through that. And I like that of, I need to pay attention to when these different cravings happen. Uh, when I'm on a work call and as soon as I jump off, typically 11, 1130 is my lunchtime. So I'm so used to just going out and even just grabbing a snack before, actually I, I typically eat around noon. So but 11, there's times that I'm hungry after breakfast and I go and want to go grab like a thing of string cheese or something just small to hold me over until lunch. And I felt myself doing that even today, knowing I have to keep catching myself because it is so easy, especially working from home now to just go to the refrigerator and grab what's ever in there. So I, I do think that is something that I need to pay closer attention to. Like there's a reason why you're doing this or, Hey, you do this. So, uh, mindlessly, you know, uh, uh, subconsciously, and this could potentially cause issues, you know, down the road, or it's just leading to, uh, it's making it more difficult for fat loss and things like that. Totally. Yeah. And like most of us, we don't need as many calories as we eat on a regular basis. So it's a good way to kind of like have an insurance policy against, you know, if you do go out and have too much or go out to eat the family or have a couple of drinks here or there, you know, so if you're, even if you're not in a fat loss phase, it's a great way to maintain that weight and bring that mindfulness. So I, I like what you said about about that and also kind of the paying attention to the signals your body sends you. I think that there's two main signals that you can kind of pay attention to and make sure that you are like, you're understanding them for what they are. So number one is hunger signals. What is that? Is that boredom? Is it habit? Is it your, is that sugar requesting it? Or are you legit hungry because you didn't eat enough food for breakfast? And any of those could be true, but it takes paying attention to them and like, and then testing them out. So like, if you if you have that and you're like, I drank a glass of water, I'm still hungry. Okay. You probably are hungry. You probably need some food. That's great. But next time we'll just expand your breakfast a little bit, expand your lunch a bit more. 
So, yeah. or if you like, you have it, you have a glass of water and then you're on to the next thing and you're like, Oh, I wasn't even hungry at all. Well, that's probably a habit or a sugar thing. So we need to pay attention to those. The second piece that your body is always just telling you, it's your energy level throughout the day. Do you wake up crushed? Are you like die? Like, are you dying when you get out of bed in the morning? That's a reflection of what you ate yesterday. That's a reflection of your habits and stuff yesterday. So what's going on with that? Are you, are you feeling like you're getting really tired and sleepy at 1030 in the morning at 330 in the afternoon? That's a reflection of your breakfast and lunches. So what are you eating and how is it, how is it impacting your body, your energy levels, your blood sugar levels, all these things. So when we can start, when we can start actually taking that information in and be not being like, oh, I'm tired, this sucks, but being like, wow, I'm tired. That's fascinating. I wonder what's causing that. And we start kind of thinking about it in a, in a more like curious way, it starts putting us in the driver's seat of, of how our body works. And this is such a non-sexy way to talk about this, John, because most people are just like, how do I get the abs, bro? What about the biceps? But when you put yourself in the driver's seat, you can now manipulate your body in however you want to, because if the energy and the hunger signals are all like on point, you can do whatever you want to. You have unlimited, you can have unlimited energy. You can burn fat at will. You can do all sorts of these things. But it just takes a bit of a mindset shift to wrap your head around that. I think fasting can really help you get into that headspace. Yeah. And like what I'm hearing here too, is I know my dad, for instance, he always talks about he, uh, his biggest downfall when it comes to diet is late night snacking. So obviously it's probably his dinner or I guess his lunch from what you said, his lunch might be leading to that late night snacking. And, you know, obviously January is a very famous month for people to get set these big fitness goals and all of that. And sometimes they hit the gym really hard, but don't focus so much on the diet or they focus on the diet hard. And it's, first of all, it, to me, it's exhausting when you go from not having a diet to try to have the super strict diet. And you've talked about that before. It's, it's very difficult to go back and forth, but now it, it's like, okay, so I don't have energy to go to the gym because I've gone so strict on my diet. So yeah, I'm not going to the gym and not doing these things. Or I'm pushing so hard at the gym and like I pick too hard, too difficult of a diet to follow. So then I give up on the diet. And so I think uh, I'm learning a lot about the way that my body reacts to things. And actually, the funny thing is right now, you know, going again, 19, almost 20 hours now without anything, like I actually have good energy right now, which is interesting, right? Because I know there have been times and it's probably again, when I have a lot of ups and downs with foods that when I get hungry, like I get very tired at times, right? Like that is probably more of a sugar crash when I am, when I'm so dependent on that sugar, which luckily now I'm six days in with very low sugar. So I'm not as dependent on that, but I think figuring that out will help both on the fitness end and obviously the diet end of understanding. This isn't just a, let me follow these five check boxes every day to, you know, to go get six pack abs. It's, this is the way my body changes or is affected based on what I'm putting in and how my energy is affected based on what I'm putting in. Yeah, I 100% agree. And so for some people, though, you need those five checkboxes to start the process. Like you said, you don't need to jump into something where you're having meal prep and working out for 90 minutes every single day. That's probably counterintuitive, you know, a couple of ways, because like you said, it's going to it's going to beat you down mentally. And then also like, where do you what do you add in after that? You pay your calories to 1200 and you like there's no no there's nowhere else to go. So start off nice and slow. Do the 30 day sugar like sugar free January challenge. That's an amazing thing to do. Even if you're not working out, even if you're not doing supplements or anything else. Just doing this challenge is an amazing start to the year. I also love what you said about like having gone sh like sugar-free for the last six days and then not necessarily having those, so that lull from like your body being like, what about the sugar though? So you've obviously put yourself in a position where you've given yourself correct vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients that you're not going to be like, your body's not like craving something and then being like, you know what, it, you know what I want is six blueberries, but you're like, how about an apple fritter? 
You know, and you like you eat that and you're like, wow, why do I feel so bad right now? Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to say was about the uh, the late night snacking. Now, like that is the one area that I feel like is for most people more habitual than than necessarily like contingent upon their their meals. Because a lot of people eat a big meal, even if it has like some vegetables, some good carbs, some like good proteins in it, but they sit down to eat to watch Netflix, and their habit is I check the fridge. Their habit is I grab a I think a popcorn, and I think a lot of times that can play into it. They did a study where they put out a cookie on the on a on like a in the kitchen. And I just like let it, let it sit there. And so in the morning, there was like no chance people were going to have this like morning after afternoon when that we were early in the day, when we have a lot of our decision-making ability left. Hmm. Um, but at, at night that de- like it's an 86% higher chance that we're going to be eating that cookie because we've been making decisions. We've been using our willpower. We've been focused on motivation all day. And then that's cookie just still sitting there. So I think one of the better things you can do for the, that PM thing is just get that shit out of the house. Like the, if you can't, ha- if you don't have it, you can't eat it. And like, yeah. I love fitness. I've been in this for a long time, but like, I'm, I like, I don't have great willpower either. Like the other day I ate like a full loaf of raisin, raisin bread toast at night. I don't like, I was, I don't need a full loaf. There's no reason for that at all. The next morning, my daughter's like, what about my snack for, for preschool? And I was like, oops, I guess everyone's getting big Macs today, honey. I don't know. So it's like, it's, if you have it in the house, it's really hard to avoid it if that's the habit. So you gotta, so I think that's going to be something that's cathartic is just throwing that shit in the garbage and i think prep work with that too i know you know pre-slicing some peppers or something like so if you do want that snack have that pre-set up for yourself because i know at uh 8 30 9 o'clock at night the last thing we're going to do is clean off a pepper cut it up you know all of that it's it's hey these uh come right out of a box like we mentioned earlier the cheese it's like those are definitely coming out of the box those those are a lot easier to uh to get than uh preparing veggies or you know a fruit snack hundred percent agree. Yeah. Make it easy for yourself. Like, think about what, like what future John wants, what future Nate is going to like, you know, if you're like, listen, I know myself and nine o'clock comes around. I'm not cutting an apple up, cut it for yourself in the future and be like, Hey, I did this for you. I love you. You know, you slide that in the fridge. Yeah. I love yourself. We always wake up with higher intentions than we do, you know, when we go into bed. And I know same thing when you start a week off, like, yeah, I'm going to knock all these out this week. And then work happens. Like you said, we make all these heavy decisions. And then by the time gym time rolls around five, six o'clock at night, you just have a hundred excuses as to uh, why. Yeah. When you're busy, man, you're like, you got kids, you got all these things vying for your attention. Your day is not your own after like eight, nine o'clock in the morning. You're like on other people's schedules. You're doing other things. You're following up. You got to take the kids here, do this, that, and the other thing. Like you have to nail these things early because that decision fatigue, that fugue state is a real thing. And if you're just relying on like willpower motivation to like grit through it, you might be successful for a week, maybe even a month. But like at the end of the day, it's not going to be sustainable. You got to figure out the patterns that work. And I think again, like I'm like the least sexy fitness guy on the planet. Cause I'm like, Hey, you know what you need to do? Drink more water, go for walks, but also get bored. If you can get bored in your fitness, you can get bored with your workouts, get bored with your breakfast, get bored with your lunch. You're, you're winning. You're doing something at a high level that not many people do because they think, oh, I got to mix it up. Muscle confusion. Biggest lie that's ever been fed to this is the fitness industry. So if you can get bored to the point where you don't even have to think about what you're eating for breakfast, you don't have to think about what you're wearing in the morning. You don't have to think about what your workouts are like because they're already on your phone ready to go. You're doing it. You're winning. Yeah, less decisions to make so you can you know, make those better decisions later. I like that. 
Um, so as far as fasting, this is, this is obviously in that, uh, uh, five day sugar detox, but as far as like prepping both mentally and I guess physically or nutritionally, uh, before we started the fast, like with the healing salad and ending it, obviously, you know, when you're hungry again, very hard to make good decisions, uh, at the end of a fast, right? Like I'm thinking five guys at the end of this, but I've got everything <laughs> prepped for my, uh, salad after this can you kind of go into that and make it a little bit easier for people to, uh, you know, accomplish that 24 to 36 hour fast. I think that having like the, like basically the same meal on both sides of the fast is really beneficial. You want something with a lot of vitamins and minerals. You like, I think that we talk a lot about like clean foods versus dirty foods. We don't say the word that I really like when it comes to nutrition, which is nutritious foods, things that actually fuel your body that give you what you need. So the healing salad is great. It has this great combination of vitamins and minerals in it. If you don't, if you don't uh, have that, it's in the handbook. You can check that out. John, I'll shoot it over to you if you need it. Um, but that's a great way to start because it's going to give your body lots of vitamins and minerals. Then I always like to have a, like a healthy carbohydrate at night, help you sleep better, help your body recover. It's part of the glycogen priming method. And then I like to have a healthy, uh, protein protein goes at every meal. 2022 is the year we are not eating food. If it doesn't have protein in it. So get, get on that, get on that bandwagon. And then the same thing at the end of the end of the, the fast, at the end of the fast, your body's in this great state where it's really receptive and ready to pull in nutrients. So if you go and you're like, and you have five guys and I have nothing wrong with five guys. I love five guys, but like, that's not the first thing you want to feed your body. You want to like, like if you can break your fast with a salad, with leafy greens, with eating the rainbow, those peppers you were talking about, John, your body's ready to receive that nutrition. It loves that. And if you can give it to that, give your body that gift, you're going to feel so much better. Even if like a carrot sounds a lot less good than a Cinnabon, like your body's gonna be feeling so clean. You'll be, you'll wake up the next morning feeling really light and lean. You look in the mirror and be like, oh my gosh, like, is that abs? Like, well, here we go. So yeah. give yourself that gift of give, like having those really, really nutrient dense foods uh, to bookend your fast. Yeah. And for me, I think, again, there's so many benefits of the 24 hour fast that technically, you know, eating some of those less healthy foods calorie wise, if you're only counting calories, cool. You had a thousand calorie uh, burger at the end of the day, still only, uh, you know, consumed a thousand calories for the day. But yeah, for me, I really like to, oh, when you do that fresh restart, it's great to just set the base uh, with those healthy nutrients. And I know before, sometimes I like, <laughs> at the first first or second time I did this, it was like, I can't even wait for like the chicken to get done cooking for me to do the salad. So I had some blueberries instead, right? Like just slowly, just like kind of dipped in like, okay, here's some still fresh fruit um, to kind of just slowly tell your body, hey, you're finally going to start getting some of those nutrients that you've been looking for for the past 24 hours. And I try to stick to that. Just like I know uh, when people start working out, it's very hard after you get done with a good workout to come home and just push down a burger too. You're like, hey, I just went and uh, burned 800 calories or whatever. Why would I come home and destroy it with all this fat stuff? So to me, I kind of put the 24-hour fast equivalent to a workout as far as just as far as like that healthy mindset and like, why would I want to ruin this by jumping onto something not so healthy? Totally, yeah. It, it takes it takes work to burn 800 calories, a thousand calories in the gym. You are sweating. You are, you are feeling it. You're like, Whoa, I just, I, something just happened to me, but you can, it does not take that much work to drink a thousand calories in your coffee It is very right. easy. <laughs> yeah. I love those charts out there that tell you, you know, how many burpees the burpees are probably the best to me, the, the favorite exercise to like compare things, right? One donut is like a hundred burpees or whatever is like, wow, that is, <laughs> I, if I could only do burpees to replace, you know, my bad choices in food, then I would never eat a bad food choice ever again. So uh, I think that's a good way to look at things because people don't realize sometimes what it takes. You know, I know on a running or on a bike, you're about 10 calories a minute, 
but yeah, so that's 10 minutes straight of biking, 10 minutes straight on a rower, 10 minutes straight of running, just to replace a hundred calorie meal. Um, and not too many What's things 100 calories? 100 calories. Yeah. That's like two I mean, yeah. bites of a donut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anything unhealthy is many, many hundreds of uh, calories. So realizing how long you would have to spend to burn that is just, it makes a lot easier to make those decisions, I think, as long as yeah. you always have that mindset. But when you're hungry and you're tired, typically you're not comparing burpees to donut bites. You're just like, I want the donut. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. This is a problem for future Nate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so we've kind of covered the sugar, you know, all the different effects that it has on it. Um, I know, th- I mean, I've read before too, Americans are just consuming way more sugar than we should. Um, and I forget, even when you look at nutrition labels, I don't know, I think it's like 40. Um, uh, it's like 40 grams of sugar a day. Do you know what like the suggested uh, sugar intake is? Great question. I do not know off the top of head. It seems um, high. Recommended. I know we're looking at things when we start looking at nutrition daily. labels. It's like, wow. Uh, no more than 100 calories per day, 24 grams of sugar is what the AHA. Okay. So, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I mean, I would say that like that's a, uh, that's still, that's still a like way lower than most people are getting and way higher than most people need. Right. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Again, I, I just ate things without paying attention. But now it's like, okay, most of the things that I have can have two or three grams here and there. Um, so that would be a lot of meals like that to get all the way up to that 24. Now, when you're having 12 grams a meal, then yeah, you can get there in, in two meals. But or if you're uh, having you 48, start... 48 grams in your coffee, you can get there, yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. two days worth, no problem. Yeah, half and half, Before right? Before breakfast. Put... Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's something, that's my favorite thing about the sugar freeze, just being mindful of things. Again, I, I know, I'm sure by the end of January, I'm probably gonna you know, grab a handful of M&Ms at some point, right? It, it's, we talked earlier, it's very difficult to hold something for 30 days, but now I at least know like, how, plus I'm gonna be able to tell the difference of how I feel. Now that the sugar's out, especially after this 24 hour fast, I'm really gonna be able to see the way that uh, sugar affects my body. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's fantastic what you're talking about there. Also like, yeah, when it comes to the 30 days, like at the end of it, um, my recommendation is like, don't, don't be like, well, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life because that's not reasonable. And you do want to eat peanut M&Ms at some point in the future. And you're probably yeah. going to want to have some ice cream. And like, those things are fine. Like, I, I don't want to tell people those are off limits, but I want you to be uh, cognizant of two things. Number one, am I doing this in the moment? Because I'm, I'm like, I feel like I need that dopamine hit. Like someone's like, Hey, you want these? And you're like, ah, sure. I'll have some like, cause that is not what we want to do. We want to avoid those things. Cause those are not satisfying. It puts us in bad positions. And then sooner, like, so then you're like, you're grabbing a handful of runs and you're like, well, I don't even like runs. You know, you're eating them. What I would rather have anybody do. And I tell my clients this all the time. You want to eat sugar. You want to have five, 15 white claws. You want to do something that's a little bit off plan. Um, just think about it. Like what day is that going to happen on? And then make that plan. You're like, right. We're doing pizza and ice cream on Saturday. Amazing. I love that for you. I want you to enjoy the hell out of it. And when you plan something like that, you get, you have that delayed gratification. You get to enjoy it two times versus the person who just like snatches up a handful of Skittles and is like, I'm going to barely enjoy this as I walk back to my desk and in my deep, deep depression. With my head held low. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so like, so pick your time, choose your thing and then enjoy it and eat it. And then just really, really like have a great time with it. That's like, that's what food is for. You know, people who are like food is just fuel. Like, have you ever been to Christmas dinner? Your grandma loves you. She feeds you lasagna for that reason. You know? And then the second thing on that is like, when you do have that handful of M&Ms, you do have this pay attention to how you feel next. 
What is your energy like? What are your cravings like? Pay attention to those two things because that's your body communicating with you. And you can be like, well, I had those handful of M&Ms and now I'm tired again. Now I'm hungry. Like now I want, I just like want to eat a handful of white bread. What's up with that? And it's just good information for you to have long-term. So like kind of just stay curious, don't judge yourself, but just make those choices mindfully. And then when you do decide to have something that's maybe like off plan or considered like not a clean food, I want you to really enjoy it. So when everyone's like, he's not eating clean. You're like, yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy those. And I know um, I followed some different programs out there. The slow carb diet, you get a cheat day once a week and you know, he gives you permission to go all out and then you're strict throughout the other six days of the week. So I think that's good. And fitness wise, you kind of prepare for it a little bit too. You might go for a run that morning or, you know, get a little bit of exercise in that morning before the pizza Absolutely. and ice cream that afternoon. Yeah, you want to put those, you want to put those gains into your biceps for sure. That's why gaining muscle is like the, the, the most fun thing in the world. Yeah. Well, Nate, I'm I appreciate doing this your for time. me. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate your time, Nate. Um, how can people find you? You've got the million dollar body group. Uh, that's, I think do you, I mean, do you, there's a wealth of knowledge in there. I, I look in there all the time for different information. What, what else can they find you? Uh, yeah. So you can jump in the, the million dollar body community. I'm going to change the name today because why not? Um, it's going to be called lose your gut, eat tacos, don't track calories the million dollar by MDB project. So you can join there by going to facebook.com slash groups slash optimal self. Or if you want to grab a copy of my book where I talk a little bit more about um, like some of the, like the tenets of this, why like go into a little bit greater detail on the science and then to give you like a 28 day plan. If you wanted to kind of take this as the next step going into January or going into February, um, you can go to n8trainingsystems.com slash book and grab a free copy. I'll send you a PDF and a Kindle version. You can just have those. Uh, and if you want to grab a hard copy, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I have the book. I, I love it. It spells everything out again. I like the science side of things just to say, yes, I know French fries are bad, but this is why it's so bad for you, right? Because it does 20 bad things to your body. So I, I think that's really great to know. I mean, I'll share the group in the, in, you know, at the, in the comments on here too, but again, cool. appreciate it, Nate. Um, this fast is uh, going great so far, hoping that everybody on here is doing as best they can for the sugar-free January. And we'll see how people do at the end of the month. Yeah. Awesome. And then like, even at the end of this week, take that, take those progress pictures, weigh yourself again, give yourself those little, like those little like benchmark reinforcements too, you know, like, you know, win, a win is a win. You should pat yourself on the back when you do something like this. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, uh, yeah, taking care of the, or uh, following those wins is key and making sure you can see those wins, whether it be on the scale or around the waistline. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think again, we will uh, talk to everybody later and we'll see how people do at the end of the month. Later. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Now, if you're looking to unlock your body's natural energy production, fat burning machine, there are three ways that I can help you out for free. Number one, go to n8trainingsystems.com slash group to join the million dollar body community. It's where I host workouts, challenges, a lot of cool stuff going on there. Number two, go to n8trainingsystems.com slash book to get a free copy of the million dollar body method book. And number three, leave us a five-star review on Apple podcast or wherever you're listening. So that way we can get more influential guests and bring them back here so you can absorb those lessons as well.